Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Now it's midday. This is uh, news coming to you live from Joy FM in Accra, live on Love FM 99.5 and more than 30 affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions and around the world at Major Online um, Interactive App for All Devices. Coming up, Finance Minister rallies Parliament to approve 2024 budget expeditiously as Parliament kickstarts the post-budget workshop. That our GDP, Mr. Speaker, has moved from 219 billion to one trillion. We are therefore calling on you to pass the proposed measures in the 2024 budget and on time. But a financial analyst takes swipe at the 2024 budget for what he describes as deceitful. I mean, I'm suffering. I've the friend, the one I'm talking about, his children have, he has had to change his children's school. He sold his house. And then I have a budget where all, all the budget is about, is about the government and what they want to do. This bulletin government is killing the local poultry industry to benefit financiers, according to former President John Mahama. Some financiers of the NPP are poultry importers. That is why they are not interested in dealing with the problem. And President Akufuado says Ghana needs $550 million to implement a 40-year energy transition framework to achieve zero carbon emission by 2060. It is anticipated that some $550 billion United States dollars will have to be raised over the next 40 years. These and many more coming up. Let's settle now for the details of these stories. Now, Finance Minister Ken Ofeata is rallying the Speaker of Parliament and MPs to expeditiously approve the 2024 budget he presented to the House last Wednesday. Addressing the House at a post-budget workshop in Parliament, Ken Ofeata said these are crucial times and important for MPs to join hands with government to fix the challenges. With this for greatness and our resources have been shared such that every strata of our society has benefited. So we do indeed give glory to the Lord and in, at least in these circumstances we can acknowledge that our GDP, Mr. Speaker, has moved from 219 billion to 1 trillion. That we can give glory to. Mr. Speaker, we are therefore calling on you to support us once again, like we have done in the past, to pass the proposed measures in the 2024 budget and on time. Mr. Speaker, there's a time and a season to tear and a time to mend. There's a time for war and a time for peace and a time to scatter and a time to gather. Mr. Speaker, 
This is a time to gather, this is a time to mend, and it's also a time for peace. Now, Parliamentary Affairs Correspondent Kweku Asante joins us live from Parliament with more. Kweku, Parliament usually held this workshop outside the presence of Parliament. Remind us again why they are in Parliament this year. Well, Brace, this year, of course, Parliament planned that we're going to hold this full budget workshop at the Rock City Hotel at Kweku in Kwetia in the Eastern region. But some NDC MPs raised concerns about the state of the economy, the struggles of the general public, and reminded Parliament that it had to cut its course according to its size. If you are asking the public to tighten their belts, the government and parliament must be seen to also be cutting expenditure. And some of them riled against the prospect of going to the eastern region to spend what was rumored to be in excess of 2 million Ghana cities on a weekend of post-budget workshop. So let's look against that. And there was intense public backlash thereof. And the speaker of parliament and the, leader of, and the leadership of the house decided that they were going to go back on that word and now they are holding the post-budget workshop here in parliament it means they're not paying hotel bills they're not paying fuel to transport mps in and out of accra and that is what is the state of play now Bruce. Mm. now we've had the finance minister pleading with parliament to pass this budget expeditiously what has other speakers been saying Bruce, let me start from the speaker who actually delivered the keynote address at this post-budget workshop he said that this was a critical budget. MPs are not going to be stampeded to approve or disapprove anything. He says MPs are going to take their time to scrutinize this budget before a decision will be taken. We've also been hearing from the majority leader of their chairman, who's also been responding to concerns that have been shared by the minority about tax waivers. He says there's a national dialogue needed about what to do with these tax waivers. Are they supposed to continue giving it out to these companies? How is it affecting the economy? This must also be looked at. While the minority, the doctor Kizilatuforsen, has been reiterating a size call not to overspend in 2024 because it's an election year to put the economy under more stress because they believe that the NDC will be coming into office just in 2025 and they don't want the NPP to create a more difficult challenge for the economy for them to inherit in 2025. Mm. Now, when does this workshop end? Well, the work- workshop will end tomorrow. From now, the post-budget workshop opening ceremony has just concluded. MPs are going to be divided. They are going to be breakout sessions. We have experts that are coming in to help MPs unravel the details of the budget. Tomorrow as well, Sunday, MPs will come back to Parliament. There will be more breakout sessions. There will be various meetings and, and, and sessions that is supposed to give MPs a certain deeper understanding of the, the, the budget. And then Monday, MPs will come back on the floor to transact more business ahead of the debate commencing on Tuesday. All right, uh, so that's our parliamentary affairs correspondent, Kukwasante, there for us. Now, still staying with the budget, Chief Executive Officer of DLX Finance, Kenneth Thompson, has taken a swipe at a 2024 budget, describing it as deceitful. According to him, the budget statement failed to address the needs of the ordinary Ghanaian as well as businesses across the country. Meanwhile, Mr. Thompson entreated government to address the challenges confronting various microeconomic indicators, grinding the economy to a halt. He spoke earlier on Newsfile on the Joy News Channel. I mean, I'm suffering. I have the friend, the one I'm talking about, his children have, he has had to change his children's school. He sold his house. And then I have a budget where all, all the budget is about, it's about the government and what they want to do. That's the same friend in business class. I feel cheated. I feel it's immoral. I feel used. What is it there? What is in there for the common man? What is in there for the watch seller? What's there for the, um, for the kinky seller? Meanwhile, 
cost of living is high and there are no jobs. You know, economic prosperity is not about numbers. Economic prosperity is not about GDP. It's not about the size of your economy, whether you are two trillion or four trillion. Economic prosperity is about the value of the CD in your pocket. Kenneth Thompson is the chief executive of Dalex Finance. And now, moving on to other stories. Flag bearer of the NDC, John Mahama, says the previous government's policy to reduce poultry importation was abandoned to benefit financiers of the New Patriotic Party. He says the move was to benefit negatively, affecting the local industry. According to John Mahama, a policy that ensured poultry importers sourced a quota of supply from the local industry ensured improvement. Now, some financiers of the NPP are poultry importers. That is why they are not interested in dealing with the problem. But we are not poultry importers. We have poultry farmers in the country at heart. If God willing, the NDC returns to power, we will sit with the farmers and strategize to grow the industry. In a response to issues of licensure exams for graduates from teacher training colleges, the former president assured his government will scrap the policy when voted into power. He believes the training colleges should rather be strengthened to deliver quality training for students. A group of year, no much of final exam, no more passing. These students write examination after every semester and the final exam after the four years study. After passing all these, they are teachers. Why demand another examination from them? We will scrap it when we come in power. We will rather improve the standards of training colleges. So the flag bearer of the National Democratic Congress is wrapping up the first day of his tour at Fatanta in the Brekum West District. Presently, he's in a meeting with the traditional authority. And the people here are excited about his candidature. It looks like they are ready to vote him come December 2024. For Joy News, Nanaya Ojima, Bono Region. Now, President Akufuadu says Ghana needs 550 <clears throat> sorry, $550 million to successfully implement the Ghana Energy Transition Plan, delivering a keynote address at the 2023 Ghana Energy Awards in Accra. President Kufuado said the framework was designed to help eliminate both domestic and industrial carbon emissions in 40 years. My colleague James Aveji has more in the following report. The Ghana Energy Transition and Investment Plan was formulated to help Ghana achieve a zero net energy related carbon emissions by 2060 in line with the Paris Agreement on Climate Change targeted at keeping global temperatures to a minimum of 1.5 degrees Celsius by 2030. Now speaking on this year's theme for the 2023 Energy Awards, Ghana's energy transition framework sector institutions as a building block for the 2030-2040 target. The president first explained how the framework is expected to function. The framework outlines how we will implement low carbon solutions in major sectors of our economy, such as oil and gas, industry, transportation, cooking, agriculture, and power. It also highlights the essential investment, regulatory initiatives, institutional arrangements 
and capacity building requirements needed to facilitate this shift. He said Ghana would have to raise some $550 million over the 40-year period to achieve the goal of the framework. It is anticipated that some $550 billion United States dollars will have to be raised over the next 40 years, equivalent to some 10% of our annual GDP. But how does Ghana look forward to raising this money to support this framework? By delivering his address, Chairman of the Board of Directors for Liberia Electricity Corporation and special guest for the occasion, Moni Katan, charged ECOWAS to strongly negotiate for its share of the global carbon economy. The developed economies that account for most of the carbon emissions must share in the cost of the development of renewable energy in the developing world. This is not only fair and equitable, but more importantly, it benefits the entire world and not only our developing economies. Regional organizations such as ECOWAS must take the lead in negotiating with multilateral financial institutions to increase the resource envelope for renewable energy in our countries. The big winners on the night include Ghana's first woman to lead an international oil and gas company, CEO of Pekan Energies, Khadija Amwa, who has been a judge energy personality of the year female category. Reporting for Joy News, James Abeji, Labadi Beach Hotel, Accra. Uh, the call by Santene for support to renovate the 70-year-old Konfuanoche Teaching Hospital is yielding results as individuals and corporate institutions continue to donate to the initiative. Head of the Public Affairs, uh, Kwame Frimpong, says the hospital is halfway through with its estimated $10 million from pledges and money received. He spoke after some donors supported a project with 300,000 cities. There's more in the following report. With about 1,200 bed spaces, the Konfanochi Teaching Hospital since its construction in 1955 has not seen any major renovation works, thus impacting adversely the quality of inpatient care. The main wards of the hospital have not been refurbished with portions of the building developing defects. Head of the Public Affairs Unit, Kwame Frempon, says the hospital has received pledges and donations putting them halfway through the estimated $10 million. He spoke to the press after OFI Ghana donated 300,000 cities to support the Hugh Convonochi initiative. Um, what we can tell you is that from the pledges and the cash donations that we have, we have about halfway through what we anticipated that uh, we are going to need to execute this project. Um, because already a block has been adopted by just more constructions for renovation modernization. Fidelity has taken the floor. Isaac Stations has also taken the floor. And the donations that also came. We are almost halfway through. And so we are uh, hoping that definitely the target of 10 million cities uh, will be achieved in due course. Jonathan Quenu, Vice President and Procurement Head of OFI Ghana, admonished institutions to help donate funds to support the renovation project. What I will tell them is that since we are all operating in this area and we come to this is the the main fera, like the prof said. If you go to Kolobu, Kolobu has the uh, other uh, teaching hospitals around that they can go to. If you, uh, this place, uh, 37 is there. You have the Ligon, 
but in Kumasi, it is only calf. It's only confirmatory hospital that they can be referred to. So if you are working here, you must make uh, you must get ready. You must get a place ready for for emergencies. So it is very important that they all heed to the call and come and donate generously. Let me have done. Let me. The renovation is expected to help prepare the hospital for emergencies. For Joy News, Kofi Asari's report read to you. And that's how we wrap up the bulletin for today. There's more news on myjoyonline.com. Up next is the Joy Sports link with Nathaniel Atoll.